on this edition of the Iowa Business Report. When we put so many burdens upon our small businesses, they simply can't keep up with those regulations and they just fold or shutter their businesses. One Iowa lawmaker is paying close attention to the needs of small businesses in this country. More economic data this week that could suggest a recession within the next year. And in our business profile, you'll hear from a growing Iowa small business owner who credits input from peers for his success. This is the Iowa Business Report for the second weekend of August 2023. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. U.S. Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa is the ranking member on the Senate Small Business and Entrepreneurship Committee, which gives her unique insight into how Iowa's businesses compare with others across the country. During her travels across the state this month during the August congressional recess, Senator Ernst visited a number of small businesses this past week alone in Grundy, Butler, Floyd, and Howard counties. Before beginning that stretch, Senator Ernst and I met in Waterloo for a conversation about small business concerns. I love to go out, visit with these small businesses, their their owners, as well as their employees, and find out about the challenges that they have with federal regulation, with what's going on in their communities, um, but then also look for opportunities, too. And we see so many great small business owners across the state that are really doing some extraordinary work. That is really, to me anyway the spirit of Iowa in terms of ingenuity, et cetera. We are well aware of our wonderful agribusiness, generation-to-generation, family farming type of entrepreneurship, but there is so much vibrancy to the small business community in Iowa. Absolutely. And of course, our, our farmers and ranchers are considered small businesses as well. But we have so many other industries that exist out there, whether they're doing parts manufacturing, whether they are a mom and pop shop that's uh, opened a restaurant, you name it, everything in between. And we're just really grateful that there are opportunities that exist out there for men and women to engage in small businesses in rural communities that really help employ workers, that support the communities that they live in, and and they also work with their own family structure. We see many women that are engaging in small business opportunities because maybe there's a lack of childcare and they need a job that they can work around the hours where they might have childcare available or they can work jobs out of their homes and have those young children at home with them while they're working. So there's just a lot of different reasons people engage in small business and entrepreneurship, but we are glad they do. It is such a large percentage of the number of businesses that skewed a bit, but it is a large percentage of the revenue that is driven as well. And it allows mm-hmm. you to, again, have the ingenuity. And and that's why, to your point about government regulation, too much government regulation makes it difficult to pursue the dream. 
Absolutely, it does. And so as the ranking member on the Small Business Committee, one of the things that my team and I are engaged in is looking at federal regulation. We hear from these small businesses, and they will clue us into maybe this regulation when it comes to reporting requirements for the federal government. And and sometimes when we put so many burdens upon our small businesses, they simply determine that they can't keep up with those regulations, and they just fall or shutter their businesses. We don't want that to happen. We want right-sized regulations. So that's something that that I engage in. Um, I have a lot of back-and-forth discussions with the uh, chairman of the Small Business Committee. It's a Democrat from Maryland, Ben Cardin. But we have to sit down and talk through those issues and make sure that we are creating an environment that allows small businesses to thrive. I know within the state of Iowa, within the past year, they changed the rules for sales tax payment. It used to be if you met a certain threshold, so much sales, you had to report monthly or you had to report quarterly. Quarterly. Well, again, it's a burden. And now for many, if the level of income is low enough, they only have to report on a yearly basis. And that may not seem like much, but the time it takes to prepare the report and figure it out, et cetera, If you drop it down for me to once a year as opposed to four times a year, that's a huge benefit. It's the same thing you're talking about on the federal level. Absolutely. Again, right-sizing regulation. When you are a small business, maybe you're a business owner that has three or four employees, you may not have a human resources department. You may not have the administration within your business to sit down and crunch those numbers all the time and spend all those hours on reporting requirements. So if we can find a way to make it easier for those small businesses, um, and I'm I know we'll get a lot of pushback, Jeff. We always do. Oh, you don't want those businesses to be safe or no, no, absolutely not, folks. We want our businesses to be safe. We want them to operate efficiently, and we certainly can do that. Um, We just have to approach it the right way. We have to work smarter, not harder. And a lot of it is the reporting requirements, the paperwork that many small business owners wind up doing very late at night over the dining room table after the kids go to bed, which again just cuts into quality of life. And to your point, we're not talking about an unsafe work environment. We're talking about make work by the government. Right, exactly. And how many of those reports are ever looked at? by officials in the federal government. I I can almost guarantee that such a tiny fraction of reports are ever looked at by the federal government, and yet they're required to make them. So uh, I think we can do things much better and enable those entrepreneurs out there to get a really great start. And as their businesses grow and, uh, you know, become much more successful, fine, that's wonderful. We want that to happen. But let's not hamper them so much that they can't get off the ground. And to that end, you and your office have looked for small businesses in each one of Iowa's 99 counties to put a spotlight on. And as I see the news releases on a regular basis, I'm struck by the diverse types of businesses we have out there. That must be a great deal of fun to talk to these businesses and learn about all of the things that are out there. Oh, my goodness. I have had such a great time doing this. Uh, We are engaging in what we call the small business of the week. And we recognize a small business uh, every week. 
And we will continue to do this throughout the Congress. While I am serving as the uh, the ranking member of the Small Business Committee, I get to go through and take a look at those businesses that are being recommended in their local communities. And oftentimes they are ones that have, have seen great success. Maybe they're opening a second shop somewhere or they have... Uh, hired new employees. And most of the time we see that those that are being recommended, they're also well-known through their community and very philanthropic and they really give back. And so we want them to know we appreciate them. We appreciate what they do for their communities, for those families that they employ. So we do recognize them with a certificate from the United States Senate. So as you talk with these businesses, what is it that keeps them up at night. We talked a bit about government overreach or the burden of government, but what are some of the other things that may just keep them up at night? Well, it always goes back to the economy. It it really does, and I've noticed it more so lately with, you know, we hear all this talk about Bidenomics. Bidenomics to me is something that has harmed our American families and our American businesses. Uh, President Joe Biden is out there trying to tout how successful Bidenomics are. But what I hear from those small business owners is sometimes the difficulty in affording um, you know, a normal good or service that, that they provide uh, to their community or to their customers. Um, it could be something as simple as buying uh, the containers, to-go containers for a restaurant. You know, I've heard that before. Uh, the price of groceries that go into making those meals at a restaurant, that has skyrocketed. Um, of course, deliveries um, with the gas prices that continue to go up. That's impacting everything across the supply chain. So it really does come down to those dollars and cents. And sometimes those businesses, they're a little leery of raising prices too much in those small rural areas because they are afraid if they raise their prices too much, then they won't have consumers or customers coming through their doors. Um, But at the same time, they won't survive if they can't raise their prices. Um, because the cost of goods coming in through their own doors, coming in through the back door, you know, it makes a difference that they have to raise prices going out the front door. So it's a really bad situation for a lot of these small businesses to be in. U.S. Senator Joni Ernst and I spoke in Waterloo on Tuesday, August 8th. Still to come, inflation continues to climb. And later, how connecting with peers can help a business. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Looking for a great summer read? Pick up the July-August issue of Iowa History Journal, then sit back and relax with stories about Jesse Field Shambaugh, the mother of 4-H, the old Riverview Amusement Park, baseball umpire Don Dinkinger, Nobel Peace Prize winner John Mott, and the Sioux City Railroad Museum before you visit it this summer. Get your copy of Iowa History Journal at Barnes & Noble, Ivy, Walmart, Books a Million, and iowahistoryjournal.com. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advanced Peer Groups, hosting informational meetings about their fall launch of peer sessions in Cedar Rapids on Wednesday, August 30th, and in the Cedar Valley on Wednesday, September 20th. To register or to get more information, go to advanceiowa.com. 
The Consumer Price Index and Producer Price Index numbers were released this past week, and the numbers have led to concern about inflation increasing, along with the still real possibility of a coming recession. Peter Earle is an economist with the American Institute for Economic Research. We've got a little bit of good news in there. Certainly, prices are increasing at a slower rate than they have been. But one of the things we're going to see over the next two months is we're going to see the uh, top-line number, the headline number, which includes food and energy prices, probably rising because there's a situation where we have refineries that are going offline because of the high temperatures. And the combination of less supply and higher demand in the summer because of vacations means you are probably already seeing gasoline prices rising where you live, and they're probably going to go up a bit more. If you look at the areas which have risen the most in price over the last two years, you'll see fuel, right? You'll see gasoline and oil. You'll see food, and you'll see shelter. I mean, talk about the three things that you can't get away from paying. You know, where you live, how you get to your job, and how much food costs. It's been an awful, awful period for the Federal Reserve. It just makes one mistake after another. And the first was these really heavy-handed responses to COVID. There was no need to create trillions upon trillions of dollars, and we're still living with the effects today. I am on the record since uh, March of saying that before September 2024, we will enter a recession. One of my uh, uh, you know, fellow uh, economists and other institutions are backing off of that because they think the numbers are good. I gave us a little more time than saying before the end of this year because I thought that we are still seeing a lot of uh, distortions from the uh, pandemic policies like lockdowns, you know, the supply chain issues, all of those problems. I think that we are heading for a recession. I don't know whether it's going to be you know, a severe one or maybe a, a, more, a more sort of a muted one, but the combination of uh, artificial growth, uh, government subsidies to companies, of a uh, diminished consumer, of uh, the effects of uh, price increases on people's credit and on the sticky sort of high prices of groceries, I think that um, growth is going to fall in the second half of the recession, or at least before September 2024. Peter Earle, economist with the American Institute for Economic Research, online at AIER.org. We spoke on Thursday, August 10th. Coming up, recognition for an Iowa pet training company. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Aloha, it's a touch of the island in Iowa. Hi, it's Andy Peterson. Join the voice of the Hawkeyes, Gary Dolphin, and I as we host the annual Tate and Dottie Cummins Memorial Pineapple Gala to benefit Camp Courageous. It's Friday, August 18th at 6 p.m. at the Doubletree Convention Center in downtown Cedar Rapids. You are invited to enjoy a Hawaiian dinner, live and silent auction, and more. To view auction items or for tickets, please visit campcourageous.org. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the latest quarterly member survey by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. As you heard earlier, each week U.S. Senator Joni Ernst recognizes a small business of the week. This past week's business was one we have talked with on this program, Blue Nine Pet Products of Jackson County. David Blake of Maquoketa founded Blue Nine in 2014 to provide dogs and their owners with high-quality training devices. As he started the business, he knew he needed some help along the way. That's why he was part of a peer group 
facilitated by Advance Iowa. He shared some of the benefits of peer group contact with us for this program in April of 2021. So David, as someone who has had a varied background in business, now you have your own business, how has this experience helped you specifically? I think the big thing that I was looking for and have found with this, with this group in particular is a lot of times, especially in a small or medium-sized business, you don't have your high-level executive employees that maybe could help with things. So you're kind of you know lonely at the top, if you would. So a lot of things you're going through, others have been through. So I think that was the biggest thing is sharing of ideas, like whether it be you know, health insurance or whether it be retirement plan set up or whether it be employee incentive plans or stuff that not every business owner has been through in their life, but someone in this group probably has. So you can bring it to the group and say, I'm looking at doing this and really get some different directions, some thoughts, some input, maybe just a good resource to help you through whatever it is. That and just maybe some challenges that you get some different viewpoints on. I think that's the biggest thing is for me, it's kind of like having a a board of directors, if you would, that's really at your uh, fingertips to really brainstorm with. And I trust, David, also it connects you with people who may have some commonalities, but their businesses are very different in terms of the products and services. Arguably, you never would have met these people going to your own trade shows. This gives you a really unique opportunity to kind of break out It's great to talk to people who are in your same business, but I suppose there's great benefit to branch out beyond that. Absolutely. It just takes your your circle to a whole new level. You get inside everybody else's circle. So again, uh, you might use them in in a format you never thought relative to the business side of things, or at least they may know someone if you're looking for some help somewhere. But absolutely, it really expands your circle. You've got to get everything done today, right? You've got a to-do list. It absolutely has to be done today. And broad-range planning is for somebody who's got time on their side and time on their hands and a rainy day and all of this. Never comes unless you make time for it, though, right? Absolutely. And this this kind of helps as a little reminder to make sure you set back and start working on the business. You know, I've been fortunate enough to have some some good help and good employees that's really allowed me to do that at every stage. But I think that's the most important thing. I mean, you don't have to be an old business to be able to do that or that you should do that. You should be doing that, you know, right after you get launched. So you're thinking about tomorrow and next month, next year. And even to your point, you know, you made earlier about maybe someone that's a little bit older could maybe help give in the group. That's the case. But I think that also what I've, what I've recognize as I came because I was, I'd like to say I'm one of the younger ones in the group. Like certainly I'm from a company standpoint. I'm looking at things different relative to the technology now. So I feel like I've been able to give a little bit to the group, to some people that maybe been kind of out there for a while, maybe not as heavily on the technology side. So I think what I've seen is old, young, either one can, can definitely grab from the group for sure. All right. So David, let's close by asking you this. If someone is listening and they say, well, that's great. Mr. Blake just said he's got a team of great employees, so he has time to do all of this. I don't have time to do this. What can you say to encourage somebody that, in essence, they don't have time not to do it? Yeah, I think the thing is, is as you pointed out, we have this to-do list that we feel like we have to get done. And one thing I've learned pretty early on is you're not going to get it done. It's usually bigger than what you're capable of doing. But something that should be on that list that you have to do is to work on the business. The only way you're going to do is by doing something like this. 
setting the time aside to make sure that you are working on it. So I say, you know, make it happen and then and add it to the to-do list. And then that's one of the things that's just going to get done when it comes around. It's, it's important if you really want to grow your business and take it to the next level. We have meetings that are scheduled in companies or meetings like what you have with the with the groups. There's a flurry of activity right before the time of a meeting because you know that there's going to be the meeting. We all operate on those deadlines, right? And so if you need to work on the business, I suppose there's a pretty good deadline of knowing that the group is going to meet whatever night on whatever week. And you don't want to be the one sitting there when your peers are all looking at you, whether it's remotely or in person again someday, and saying, well, I haven't done anything this week. You want to come prepared. That's that's a motivator, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, is. it makes you want to be prepared and um, you know, not stand out as that, as that person. But um, uh, it definitely keeps you motivated. And again, it's, uh, it's probably one of the most important things relative to your business success. Part of our conversation with David Blake of Blue Nine Pet Products from April of 2021. Advance Iowa is rebooting the peer group program. Advance peer groups will start up in various locations across the state this fall. A no-obligation informational meeting will be held on Wednesday, August 30th at the Hotel at Kirkwood Center in Cedar Rapids. For information on that meeting other informational meetings, or the Advanced Peer Group Program generally, go to AdvanceIowa.com and click on the Peer Groups tab on the main page. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to TotallyIowa.com and clicking on the Radio Programs link. That's where you'll find podcasts of full interviews with many of the folks you hear on this program. They're listed as IBR Extras and IBR Business Profiles. And we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, providing business solutions and support to small to medium-sized businesses. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.